Hey, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode. This episode is brought to you by Unconditional Media. Unconditional Media helps you fill those empty slots on your calendar. Rather than trying to learn all this digital marketing stuff yourself, why not leave it to the pros? Um, Because you're going to get a lot more mileage out of things that way and save yourself headache and stress and overwhelm. And oh yeah, you're going to run a better business when you let the pros handle it. So um, services ranging from and including Google AdWords um, and now Facebook ads, search engine optimization, and copyright help, copywriting and branding help. So visit www.unconditional.media. That's www.unconditional.media to get started. Boom. Let's do it. Welcome back to another episode. Um, sitting here, got my feet up for this one, so that should tell you something. That should tell you something about what you're in for again. Um, yeah, and hmm, where to begin with this one? Where to begin? Um, here's a fun fact about me and something that's kind of silly. Um, I have been known to um, have like a number of the same outfits, meaning a lot of times I have, I end up wearing the same thing every day. Uh, it's clean for the most part. So I have, I have multiples of the same item. And um, this is kind of ridiculous at times. And sometimes I decide to wear something different um, or for going out or dressing up or something, of course, I'm not going to wear the same damn thing. But um, this is something I think I read in like a Mark Zuckerberg interview um, because I'm, I'm basically Mark Zuckerberg, right? Um, yeah, I'm not. Um, that was a joke. And uh, that's the weird thing about podcasting. You say something and then you're like, you don't hear laughter or encouragement or booze, you know, you don't hear booze or people like moaning with what you're saying. So you just say it and you're like, huh, that was interesting. More silence. So, um, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg talked about how he, you know, wears the same thing every single day. Um, because when you reduce the amount of decisions your brain has to make in a day, um, it leaves space for other things like running a multi billion dollar company like Facebook (laughs) and scaling such an idea, such a piece of technology and, and, and all the other pieces of technology that Facebook owns now, like WhatsApp, Oculus, um, this little, this random app called Instagram that not many people have heard of stuff like that. So anyway, he wears the same thing every day. And I think I was already doing this at some point in life. Um, not strictly, you know, and when I go and see clients, I, I wear, you know, a nice shirt and whatnot and change it up. But when I'm just doing my thing and kind of working on my online businesses or working from home or lately I go to this co-working space, which is amazing. It's been great. Um, but yeah, I wear jeans, some gray or white tennis shoes, and then a gray shirt, like a gray, uh, either like a pocket tee or a V-neck. They're both from the same store, um, in Columbia, South America, where I got them found the shirt that I liked and just bought a bunch of them. And I probably look like a crazy person because I, I remember being there and being like, this is the shirt. This is the one. I love this shirt. And asking the lady and being like, how many more, you know, size mediums do you have in this one? 
And she was like, Oh, I don't, you know, I don't know, three maybe. And I'm like, I'll, I'll take all those. And do you have any more in the back? And she probably thought I was like putting together a dance crew or something with the amount of gray shirts I was buying. But, um, little did she know they were for me. So you would think that my closet would look like Doug Funnies, you know, or some cartoon character when you open their closet and it has the same outfit with like 15 of them. That always, that always cracks me up. It doesn't quite look like that, but I do have a drawer full of mostly gray shirts and a couple pairs of reliable jeans, reliable, you know, classic jeans. So, um, that cracks me up and, um, that's a little something about me. I stick to it because I do think it actually helps your brain a little bit to not have to make that many decisions every day. You do get decision fatigue. Decision fatigue is a real thing. And uh, the more you can do to reduce that, the better. It's better for your brain. Um, but then you also look like a dude wearing a gray t-shirt every day. So that's the downside. Um, so it's not for everyone. <laughs> I, I also, um, when I'm on my own at least, or I'm, if I'm not you know, cooking like with my partner or something, then, you know, if, if she and I aren't eating together, then I will, I've also been known to eat the same thing every day, almost like I have the same smoothie pretty much every morning. And then if I have the supplies, I, I'll make the same thing for lunch and I have no problem with that. Enjoy that consistency. Um, and I enjoy not having to decide and get bogged down by the decision of what I'm going to have for lunch for every day. And then sometimes I go completely off script and eat something super random or go, you know, I walk and get lunch at a really great spot nearby and I'll eat something amazing, like some salmon tacos or something. And that's, that's fun too. That's fun too. But, um, yeah, that's a little bit about me, um, in the ways in which I'm a weirdo. Um, but in other ways I'm completely normal, perfectly normal. Um, today I'm going to talk a little bit about how to mismanage your VA or your virtual assistant. And you can have a virtual assistant of any kind. They could be for your online business or and they can be truly virtual elsewhere in the US or in the Philippines or in India or who whoever the hell knows. They could be sitting there in your office with you in person. Um, they could be an admin assistant or an executive assistant or whatever. Um, I'm going to talk about some ways in which to mismanage them. That way you can avoid doing these things and avoid these pitfalls. Um, I wanted to talk about this in part because, um, I've fallen victim to it and it's been, a, it's been a, you know, a process for me and learning what works and learning how to better manage, uh, my VA whose name is Kat. Um, and my wife's name is Kat, which is funny. Um, and I have two cats, uh, and my name is Kat. No, I'm just kidding. Um, my name is John and I have a lot of cats in my life. So, um, you know, I'm bringing it up in part and she's cat, my assistant, um, not my cat, Elliot, who is a feline, uh, and a pet. Um, my assistant cat is probably gonna, might even listen to this episode when she edits it and, and probably laugh or probably maybe be relieved that I, I at least know my own pitfalls in managing her. <laughs> But um, part of how you can mismanage a VA, and this happened last week, which was um, I had just been kind of running so hot all the time and probably working too much and working too hard and running at a speed that is kind of ridiculous. And um, 
she's been with me now for a couple months and I did a good job training her at the beginning. And I'll talk about that. But last week, um, I just got in this mode of just giving her like one word answers, you know, or it'd be like, Hey, you know, need you to find the invoice for Kristen. And that's all. And then five minutes later, she'd be like, which Kristen, there's three of them. And I'm like, damn it, just figure it out, you know, but that's really unfair. That's really unrealistic. And you know, I think I, I, the temptation is to try to save time by just giving minimal instruction, but that's one of the worst things you can do both for the sake of productivity and just for the sake of, you know, like supporting your VA to, to be successful and to do well. So that's the other crazy thing is that, you know, when you are not intentional like that and you just throw things out or throw out instructions or tell your assistant, Hey, you know, I need you to create super bills for this client. Um, they might not know what that means. They might not know which codes to put in or how much the client paid. And that probably reflects more on your systems and the things you're not doing to really set up your whole team for success. And that's, again, that's a pitfall that I have is just running too fast and assuming that something is implicit, assuming that, um, just because I know something or I know which Kristen it is that, um, that, that my, my VA knows or someone on my team knows. So by all means, let's not assume. So I learned that. We sat down and talked about it and she had to just tell me. She was like, hey, um, it's a little overwhelming when you do that. You know, when you give me these one word answers and I don't know which Kristen it is. And she's also like, you know, I, and I feel like I'm messing up. I feel like I'm not doing good enough when that's the case. And I, and I worry that you'll be you know, unhappy with my work or the quality of my work. Right. So, it, you know, it comes from such a good place and her wanting to do well, but I've got to support her enough and supervise her enough for her to do well. So that's really on me, you know, and at the end of the day, when a, when a team member or a VA or someone working with you doesn't do well, my philosophy that I've learned over the years is just like when a student fails, I think it has a lot to do with the teacher. I think the teacher failed too. I don't care if the kid has every learning disability in the book. Uh, I think the teacher failed to create an environment where the kid could learn. And I've got a lot of feelings about that. And I used to work in schools and we got a lot, I got a lot of feelings about that. Um, but I think it's the same in business and on your team. So if you've got staff members who are failing or even clinicians who are failing or don't have good retention or can't convert a client, then um, you, you're probably failing them as a teacher. And that's a bummer. It's a big old bummer um, for your day today. But it's an important bummer. It's an important bummer to sit with and to wrestle with and to feel sick to your stomach over and then to change. You know, I felt, I felt awful last week when I feel like I'd really let Kat down and I had just, in my busyness, I had left her feeling kind of incompetent and she's not, she's amazing. So, you know, you got to look at yourself like that as a manager. And I think when you're a manager, it brings up a lot of this stuff for you. And you're, as my friend Kelly Higdon says, damn, I quote Kelly almost every episode, which says a lot about who's important in my life. Kelly doesn't listen to the show, but um, if she did, she'd be like, mm, this is basically my show. Uh, I'm, I'm, I get a shout out every single time. Um, business, your business is a mirror for yourself, right? And also the way you manage and your management style is a, is a mirror for, to yourself. So, you know, we have to look at that and it can be painful at times, but you have to have to look at that. And I think you also have to, uh, you have to um, solicit formal feedback from your team, 
for them to let you know how you're doing as a manager, as a boss, as a company. Super critical. I'm using Gusto now. This is not a paid advertisement. Um, I use Gusto for my payroll for W-2s and, and contractors. And it has this cool automated feature where you can send out automatic monthly surveys to your team and they can give you that feedback. Um, so I think it's better. I think it's good that way because people don't have to feel like they need to be nervous or something to talk to you about it. And they might share stuff that would be harder to share when they're, um, you know, sitting down with you or something or talking or messaging or something like that. So give them those channels to give you feedback. It's called managing up when you're, there's a book on that. Um, but if you're managing, your employees are managing up, that means they're managing their managers. That's a good thing. That's a really good thing. You don't have to know it all. And in fact, if you are the business owner that pretends like you know it all and doesn't ask for feedback, then um, your team probably, you know, your, your team probably kind of thinks you're an asshole and you got to work on that too. So I apologize for that language, but some people need to hear it. And some people I think, you know, have a, have a team of people or employees who resent them and you're going to lose those people. You're going to lose good, good people who have been working hard for you if you don't manage them well and, and ask for that honest feedback and take it to heart. Take it to heart. Cause just cause you're the boss doesn't mean you know everything, you know? A little bit of water is always good. A little bit of water halfway through the show, probably more than halfway actually, um, because we're doing this whole thing, how I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to get you information bloated. So we're working on that. So look at the ways in which maybe you're mismanaging your, your virtual assistant or your team members. Start them off on a really strong foot by having a really badass onboarding process. Start them slow. And as I talked about last time, give them some layups, right? So give them some layups. If you know, show them how to create one super bill before you ask them to create 10, walk them through it, set them up for small successes in the beginning and then build on those successes and then automate your training. Right. So, um, shout out Jamie J, you know, do everything like it's the last time you'll do it. Um, that means if you're onboarding your VA on how to answer your phones, write it down, put it in a Google doc, create video screen shares of you doing it or a video of you answering a phone call or a mock phone call, create scripts, Make it so abundantly clear and make it so abundantly automated and re repeatable that your staff just can't lose. They can't lose, you know? Um, so yeah, automate the thing from the beginning. Do it like it's the last time you'll do it. And then ask for feedback from your team and be open and ready for that feedback and be ready to implement it. If you do those things, you're, you're going to be a great, great boss, a great boss. You'll have one of those mugs that, Michael Scott from the office has, this is the world's greatest boss. And someone will buy that for you rather than you buying it yourself, which is, which is what we're going for here. Hmm. That's probably enough for today. Appreciate you being here as always. I'm going to ask for your feedback one more time because we're still doing this new format. If you like this format and I want to know if you think this format of me sitting down and talking like this should be on a separate show should be a different show. Whereas the old format of interviews and straight content should stay on this show. Would you like it to be separate? And what do you think about it? What do you think about it? Is it more helpful 
than before? Is it less helpful? Do you wish I would not be silly? Um, do you wish I would wear maybe a white shirt sometimes or a black shirt or a blue shirt sometimes? You can let me know all of those things. John at privatepracticeworkshop.com is that email address. John at privatepracticeworkshop.com. Thank you for being here. Um, again, today's episode is brought to you by Unconditional Media, helping you fill the empty slots on your calendar. Wrap around digital marketing services. Head on over to www.unconditional.media, www.unconditional.media to get started. Appreciate you being here as always. I hope you have a great week and I will see you next time. Cheers.